Robin. And I'm Allie. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Happy, a daily happy podcast. Once a week, we'll be bringing you stories from people just like you. It's only 15 minutes, less time than it takes to crap your pants. Although I kind of feel like if you're still crapping your pants by the end of this podcast, you probably should have moved to a bathroom. But anyway, (laughs) let's jump right in. Our guest today is Rachel Adams Kaplan. Rachel's been a kindergarten teacher for over 20 years. She's a proud wife and mother of two. She's watched every single show on Netflix, is a scarily fast runner or used to be, and a former ice skating prodigy. While she loves living and working in Center City, Philadelphia, she lives for her summers when she can return to Camp Green Lane, where her family spent their summers. Rachel and I met at Camp Green Lane over 30 years ago, and she is my sister wife. Hi, Rach. Hi. Nice to be here. Should we explain why we're sister wives? I feel like that might sound I was about to ask. Okay. Rach, you want to take that? Do you share, do you guys like share your husbands is that how that works i mean sort of yeah like I mean, little swingers right i was gonna say not biblically do we share them but no it was more like we were at camp and had like one husband at a time visit us and then when we left and had like a mouse in the sink robin and i worked together as sister wives to get that thing out of there i would not be as good as sister wife because if i found a rodent i would head for the hills and you'd have to manage on your own Right. So, I pretty much yeah. did that. And Ra- I think Rachel had to take care of the majority of the rodent disposal by herself because I just like freaked <laughs> out. Pen's the better. Yeah. Of the exactly. She's mm. the superior sister wife. Yeah, I would say so. So Rachel, give us your elevator pitch as to who you are, what you are, and how you're feeling during this time. So I'm not going to lie. Not quite sure what an elevator pitch is. So I'm going to go with like something literal Like if I were stuck in an elevator, I would talk to everyone. I would tell them how I'm a kindergarten teacher. I'd tell them all about my kids. I would greet everyone. I might like hug a few people. Um, And how I'm feeling during this time is like kind of upset that I can't do any of those things. The extrovert in me is like dying in the elevator because I can't like touch anyone or really smile at them over my mask. So yeah, that's how I'm feeling right now and who I am. So like you were saying, you're a kindergarten teacher. And, you know, like in the second half of your year, you had to completely pivot from in-class instruction and experiences to online. And, you know, what was that like for you and for your students and your children? And how were you able to make that fun and engaging? Yeah, so um, kindergarten teachers are not like usually um, like tech gurus. So I'd never heard of Zoom before and I had to learn all of that and learn all of that in like a day. We were in our classroom and then we were on a computer. So that was a little tricky, but I'm still a fabulous kindergarten teacher. So once I saw all the kids on there and they made me so happy, you know, I did all the kindergarten things. I dressed up as a giraffe on Zoom. That was a fun day. We, um, we have Zoom talent shows where like some kids come on and sing a song and some kids like roll their tongue in the camera. So that keeps it pretty lighthearted. I think that just listening to their kindergarten chatter is the best part of my day. And also I've learned the word synchronous and asynchronous. Never knew those before. Just saying. Um, can you enlighten us? Because I don't know what you're saying. So asynchronous learning is when I can videotape myself reading a book to a camera. Very strange. Not mm-hmm. a lot of personal interaction. Synchronous is when I get to meet my kids on Zoom and we're like talking to each other. 
I can see like up their nose when they put it to the lens and mm -hmm. yeah. How often were you doing the synchronous version and has that been like, I don't know if like throughout your school or like what your kids, your own kids are doing, like what's their experience been with both of those things? Yeah, so my own son is in kindergarten. So it's been interesting because while I'm trying to make it like super fun, he wakes up in the morning and is like, I don't really want to do this today. And he'll like log off of his synchronous meeting. Um, so yeah, it's been kind of funny watching us teach while he's going through the learning experience. And my daughter has like actual work she has to do at home. We're learning how to be independent with that because I can't like be on a Zoom meeting, make a peanut butter sandwich, go for a walk, which is nice and like help her do math homework it's just not gonna happen is she she's doing it independently and she doesn't really need i feel like in fourth grade like they, they're pretty mature yeah. by then to be able to do their work on their own i'd like to agree with that and um <laughs> <I do lie>. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe not yeah no yeah. i think for every kid right now like this isn't school the way they want it to be and like yeah, she would much rather be on YouTube than doing her work. So there's a giant beanbag chair. So what, what about your little kindergartners? So how, did they adjust pretty quickly to being on Zoom? Or are they like trying to talk to each other while you're trying to teach? Like, is that chaos? So the best part of Zoom that you don't have in your classroom is the all mute button. Oh, right. Yes. yes. Yeah. So like you can mute your kids in a way that like I, I hope to learn how to do when we're back in the classroom. It's pretty <laughs> fabulous. Um, although they did learn to unmute themselves pretty quickly. Right. Some kids love it and like love being on camera and talk to themselves and to us and they just absolutely love it. And some kids are so uncomfortable with it, they either like turn their camera off or honestly just don't show up at all. I think it's not, it's not the learning style for everyone, but it is fun. The kids that love it, it's fun to like see them in that role. Do you think as a teacher, do you think that the kids have actually learned during this time? It depends on the grade. So I feel like, you know, I can speak about my little guys. I'm like, no, I'm not going to like teach them short vowel sounds right now. They're going to learn that. I just want them to be connected to each other. That's what makes them the happiest. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes me the happiest is watching them like share about like the mini turtle they stole from like the state park. <laughs> um, that, that kind of stuff makes me happier. I mean, the older kids too, like I'm not sure how much content they're getting. But like my daughter taught me about Greek mythology the other day. So maybe she's doing more of that than, than I think. So yeah, I think it's, it's a combo platter. And I think the fall will tell us exactly what we need to know. But are you getting good feedback from parents? Like I know I can't stop thanking my, only my daughter's teacher because my son's in middle school. I don't even know any of his teachers, but I see how hard her teacher is working and she makes these videos for the kids every single day. And one of them, like she was almost in tears talking about how she, I know this is so hard for you guys and it's hard for me too. And like, you could just see how much work she's putting into this. And so I've been in contact with her through this whole thing. Are you finding like parents are reaching out to you? Like so grateful because this is so weird for teachers to have to teach kids this way. Yeah, I mean, we had a lovely end of the year, like appreciation of teachers where all the parents and some of the kids made a Zoom call and the things they were saying were so uplifting and it made me so happy to be part of the school community I'm part of. So yeah, we've gotten some really nice feedback. I cried on the meeting. That's not surprising. But yeah, 
It was very lovely. And the reason we wanted to have a teacher on is just like what you're doing, there's no blueprint for. No. You, know, you guys, you're, you're the guinea pigs. You had to like turn your plans inside out to try to make this work as best you can. And, you know, you guys all delivered. Thank you, teachers. We love you. I know. We love the teachers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we go into the lightning round, folks? Are we ready? All right, Rach, what is the best restaurant that you've ever been to? So when I was in Florence, I went to this restaurant called Aqua Al Due, and it was like- Been there! Oh my gosh, best pasta yes. beard. Yes, but um, best dinner ever. I hate to disappoint you, Robin, but I'm at Aqua Al Due, and John Kaczynski is with me. Wait, yes, what I'm. now? Ooh. Wait, wait what? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll your boyfriend, and he's with me in Florence. So it's more than her. It's more than her boyfriend because she's married him and envisioned to like exactly having his children. Exactly. <laughs> well, he just met me in Florida. So you're a homewrecker. <laughs> so rude. That's really funny though. That that's. I remember that so vividly. Being there and like eating well, all like, that. Why pasta. were you there too? Was that like in that that guide? Like um, you know the book we all read when we went um, traveling around let's, Europe. Let's go. Yeah, was it in there? Like, how did you both end up at that? That's weird to me. I, I mean, feel, I don't remember where I ate when I was there. Because I feel like everybody who went to Florence at that time and, like, my friends who had studied abroad there, that was the place that they were all like, you have to go there, you have to go there. Uh, Allie, best restaurant you've yes. ever been to? I went to a restaurant. I was in Vegas, and it's called Mastro's Ocean Club. Mm. I don't. They just, like, kept bringing out food and bringing out food, and we had, like, the seafood tower and – what I remember the most was this dish full of the most amazing mashed sweet potatoes that I've ever eaten in oh, my entire life. So, so good. Yeah. But every single thing they brought out was just unbelievable. It was huh. delicious. Right. What about you? The place called Casanova in uh, Carmel in California. Is that a strip club? Yes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Um, but it was so delicious. It's, I feel like another one of those places where everyone you'd say, oh, I'm going to Carmel. They're like, oh, go there. And I just remember the food is wonderful. And I also remember that there was literally a tree growing a re- like in the middle of the restaurant. And we ate like at a table that was like surrounding the tree. So good atmosphere, good, good food. Okay. Rach, what since you have watched everything on Netflix, what was your latest binge watch and would you recommend it? So I had to move over to Hulu. I <laughs> so you've really finished Netflix. I you finished just finished Netflix. it. 100%. Okay. Um, so yeah, I moved to Hulu and I, it's an original Hulu series called Normal People. Fabulous. Oh, Robin likes it too. I feel like I have to clarify that I'm not a sex fiend because if you watch it, you're going to be like, what's wrong with her? The first two episodes. Oh, but it's like, well, I watched the trailer and I was like, this is straight up porn, Uh but it doesn't stay that way. It's like relationships and I loved it. And like the Irish accent really does it for me. Yeah. Loved it. All right, Allie, binge watch. Is that is that your answer to Robin? Cause I, you were just telling me about that show. Um, yes. She stole my answer. Does that mean that I, do I have to come up with another one or can I just like say me too on that? You can say me too. All right. Unless you've also been binging something else. I don't think that I have. That was, yeah, that was my last one. And it was the kind of show where like every, at the end of every episode, I was like, just one more, just one more until it was like three o'clock in the morning. Like I had big time problems. Um, But I just thought it was beautiful like I thought like just the cinematography was 
beautiful and the people were beautiful. And are you laughing at me, Rach, talking about I, the cinematography? I just didn't think that would come up in the lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But anyway, gorgeous, sad, cried, laughed. Irish accents were amazing. Male nudity. Um, yeah, all amazing. good stuff. Yep. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I watched the trailer and thought it looked like porn, it was reminding me of when Robin suggested I read Fifty Shades of Grey. And I just was like, Robin's horny. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That and Outlander too. Eric tells me that I that's also porn and I love that show. <laughs> and the fact that my parents also watch that show upsets me a lot. So, so I, I just binged Mindy Kaling's new show, Never Have I Ever. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. So good. It was so cute. I loved it. I loved it too. I don't know. I just show. like a girl going through high school, being a little bit awkward, and I just relate to all that. So, I loved it. Really cute. Really, really cute. Okay. Favorite outfit, seventh grade. Please paint a picture. So, like, who didn't love 90210 in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was all it was about. And I was always Team Brenda. I was not a Kelly fan. So, I liked her fashion too. So, oh, no. I raided my brother, who was four years older than me, I raided his closet and showed up at school in like full, like, big white button down shirt and a tie. I wore a tie to school. And, <laughs> and yes, like, I love this. I don't know where I got it from, but I did the hat too. Like I was fully walking around the cafeteria and I felt so cool. In a With a fedora. I'm sure a hat and like a really like his like nerdy bar mitzvah tie. Oh no. I did. I did the tie. And it, you know what? what? That's why I didn't love seventh grade. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but you had confidence to right. wear that outfit. Or just like not a lot of friends to like. <laughs> did anybody did anybody comment on your outfit either positively or negatively? I'm gonna guess negatively and like fortunately quietly negatively. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, Allie, you love seventh grade. What was your yeah. outfit? I didn't take such fashion risks like Rachel did, so <laughs> mine was pretty simple. But I felt really cool when I wore it and. It would have to be my Cavarici shorts because oh. I was living in Florida and it was hot and I had my Cavarici shorts. Um, they were like, well, I had, two, I had two. So they were both my favorite, but either the, the dark denim or the black. Ooh. And the black ones looked really good um, contrasted with my very pale legs despite mm-hmm. living in Florida. Um, so, and then I had what I like to pair with the Cavarici shorts. It was a turtleneck. <laughs> Don't know why I had a turtleneck in Florida. It was sleeveless. It was a white sleeveless ribbed turtleneck that I would pair with my Cavarici shorts and then my E.G. Smith socks. And I'm pretty sure at that time I was wearing white kids mm. that I would like draw boys' names on the bottom. I'm trying to picture the sleeveless turtleneck. <laughs> it was probably a mock turtleneck. Yeah, yeah. It was it, like it wasn't like up high and folded over. Oh, okay. so it was probably a mock turtleneck, and it was ribbed. And all right, so tell us about your your sexy seventh grade look. That's right. It was super sexy. So let me just set the scene of me in seventh grade. Um, that was when Sun In was super cool, mm-hmm. or so we thought. And I, my hair was orange, legit. It turned, yeah, it turned everyone's hair orange. Mm-hmm. Legit orange hair, 
And then the outfit, Cavaricis, obviously, French rolled, black belt, white. Actually, mine weren't EGs. They were baggies socks because my parents owned a shoe store and they did not have EGs. They had baggies. Same thing. Black penny loafers, black and white striped turtleneck. Turtlenecks. Turtlenecks are hot in seventh grade. Yeah, but we live in Pennsylvania. You live in Florida. <laughs> I'm like, it was sleeveless. And I vividly, because it took so long for me to break my mom down to have her get me the Cavaricis. And I remember, like you, the feeling of walking into my seventh grade math class and being like, check me out. Look how amazing I am in my fucking outfit. Like it was, it was awesome had that feeling. <laughs> I kind of wanted to go back to mine a second when you were talking about your hair because I feel like seventh grade was the time when we all start I don't know if that was seventh or eighth though when we all started like rolling our our bangs up really oh, high. Did, yes. I, don't, I don't know if was that a Florida thing. I don't oh, know no. if you guys did that up north but like you, you like know. rolled the, bo- the bottom part of the bang and then you rolled the top mm-hmm. really high. I had, what a look. At, I had a friend at camp who would wake up before breakfast just to do that with her bangs. I specifically remember the smell of my curling iron, my hot curling iron, spraying it with a hairspray, rave. Mm-hmm. I remember that smell to get the, to get <laughs> the like, I don't know what, yeah, I'm not sure what this style is called, but that. Well, on that note, 15 Minutes of Happy is hosted by me, Robin Raskin. And me, Ali Levin. Our fearless and adorable producer is my husband, Eric Raskin. Our theme music is Made Me So Happy by Jim Boja. And our incredible cover art is by Scott Harrison. Follow us on Instagram at Daily Happy Podcast. And if you know someone who's putting some joy out there into the world, please slide on into our DMs and let us know. Enjoy the week, everybody, and keep finding your happy. That's like podcast cleavage. Ah, fucking fuck fuck. Robin knew a different kind of dicky. Exactly. It's my kind of dicky. <laughs> she is super horny. <laughs>